I'm here to talk about the budget allocation for the jail's medical and mental health staffing. Correctional officers, paramedics, and EMTs have people to speak for them, whereas the nurses do not. There are nurses leaving due to the pay. If you increase the pay, had incentives for nurses to stay, you would actually be saving money. Could easily work. I could easily work at another institution with an increase of pay of $9 an hour, and I'd have benefits. There is no incentive to want to stay. I think that we need to do a deep dive in one, taking care of our employees, but two, recognizing uh, that most of the people that come are frequent flyers. So Lumen May there at the county commission meeting last week responding to Megan Belongi. She is a nurse who works at the jail as a contract nurse, apparently. And uh, her and several other, she and several other nurses showed up to say, we need better pay, we need better we need hazard pay, we need better handling of our vacation. And Lumen says, we need to deep dive into a variety of these things because there's a lot of issues surrounding jail medical, which has always been a very expensive and very tricky thing to figure out for the county. Uh, Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator. He joins us now. Wes, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Great to be here this morning. Absolutely. I know this is a very complicated and potentially, I mean, it already is a very expensive thing and could be much more expensive. It seems like with so many different issues, this would be a good thing for like a committee of the whole. We could really get a better comprehension of all the issues and better how to solve them. Because it sounds like, you know, I mean, more money is great, but where does that come from, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, when you raise 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 wages or more money in one area, it's, you got to take it from other areas. So it's a, it's a balancing act. It's 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 a dance, if you will. And uh, we've been pulling information this week and uh, getting. Uh, we have raised wages there in, in some of those areas. So we're looking at the wages. We're looking at just the status. And we've actually contacted FRS for the third time uh, after that meeting. It was, uh, uh, we contacted FRS a couple of years back, and then again, uh, I think in 2018 or 17, and then we just contacted FRS again because they hold the designation of high risk, and uh, we've not gotten very positive feedback from FRS regarding ner- the nurses being uh, allocated as high risk. That's the retirement system. So we're system contacting FRS, and we're looking at the wages, we're looking at the pay and, and the rates, and uh, we'll bring something to the board or... To, to inform the board where we're at and what we think we might can do if we can do anything at all. And also, you know, uh, Lumen brought up the point of people who are in jail get medical treatment, then get out, and they don't get it, and then they have a problem, they come back to jail. Whether deliberately or not, they're more expensive to treat if you haven't been treating them all along. That's a part of this problem too, right, is the, just the basic legal obligation to provide medical care for a much higher risk category of citizen than even ordinary insurance would cover, Right. Yeah, that's right. We have uh, a very sickly population, if you will, um, just a whole host of issues. We have some that are do not, you know, do not resuscitate. Um, we have some that are actually in the hospital with terminal illnesses, mm. and uh, those, those are expensive. It's just expensive to care for, and uh, it's part of what, what we have to contend with, and we, we try to do as best we can. I I know it's a complicated uh, complicated topic, and the problem also is, you know, the people typically, the citizens, are not standing up and demanding that you fix conditions at the jail because <laughs> that's not a pothole they have to drive over, right? That's that's the situation. Uh, that's right. Um, one of the other things that uh, had come up was the Bay Center and this report. I have not read the report. I'm going on what the PNJ reported that uh, to really get it into the shape it needs would take. Uh, $10 million a year over the next seven years and uh, $7 million a year average over the next 20 years. Uh, and we are spending a $200,000 a year now. Um, ouch. <laughs> ouch. 
Well, we have, there's, you know, I think there's, there's, you know, we did the facility assessment. There's several different options uh, there, and not just options of the scope of work, but there's several options that we're going to be speaking with ASM about as far as um, how to approach some of those financially. Okay. There may be some creative ways we can do that. Uh, so, you know, the, you have, I guess, your your lower option, which is about $18 million. Then you have a, a the mid option that's about sixty eight million. I say. Then you have the big option that's, uh, you know, what, of course, what made headline one hundred forty. Right. But I think we have some options there to to make some significant improvements and do them in a smart way uh, financially. And so with me, I met well, I just met with Michael Katz, who, who runs the base and I met with him yesterday morning. And then we have another meeting coming up next week. Um, and uh, so there's some active talks. Uh, going on there uh, in Garden Bay Center. And we'll come up with a plan. We'll come up with a good plan and a good option to bring to the board. And, and, and by the way, uh, we'll see where we, where we land at. I, and I appreciate the note that the 140 is more like the dream list, and uh, maybe there's a much more realistic, lower goal that we can find a way to finance. That makes sense to me. Okay, we got a couple of fire stations. I know you talked about this with Commissioner Bragash yesterday on his coffee with the commissioner. Uh, and, you know, fire station in Beulah is waiting on parts because – COVID and the world and the Paradise Beach location is waiting on the Navy because the Navy, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. basically where we're at, right? That is basically where we're at. Uh, the Beulah Fire Station is, you know, right on the verge, but we had some, uh, had to wait on some electrical stuff some transformer stuff, power plant stuff. And uh, now, now it's the doors, you know, you ordered the doors six months ago and they're still not here. That's amazing. And it might be another month or so before they get here and get installed. So, but we're right there at it. Um, it'll be, a, it'll be a good event when we cut the ribbon on that, but it, yeah, it's just about there. Just, just a few more things. And then the paradise beach, you know, nothing's, nothing's fast with government <laughs> and yeah. especially the federal government. And so uh, we've been told, hey, we're right there, we're right there, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, right, we'll right. See. We're, we're ready. We'll, we'll see. Almost yes is a lot different time than yes, unfortunately. And uh, there's some you guys are doing some really smart stuff. Uh, you know, one thing I know you're trying to hire for $70,000, uh, Scambia County Fire Rescue Fleet Services Coordinator. You know, we have had real issues with maintenance and upkeep of these fire apparatus and ha- hiring somebody to just do that job full time. That makes good sense to me. Um, you've also got, um, and I thought this is interesting. You and I were chatting before we got on the air, and I had a question for you about what is the $50,000 for the jail inmate morale package? This looks like a very smart use of money that comes from the inmates to begin with, right? Yeah, it was something that we did. Uh, Chief Powell wanted to do it throughout the holidays, and it was just an additional holiday care package, if you will. I get some commissary items. Some hygiene items and, and such. It's just like a, it's just a care package for all the inmates, and it comes out of the inmate welfare fund. It's funded by the inmates, basically. That's like and, when they uh, when they pay for the uh, the televisits and stuff like that, and extra commissary supplies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's a pretty healthy fund, and so we wanted to uh, do something throughout the holidays for that, and that's, and that's what that is. And, you know, morale, people may not think, that. well, they're inmates, you know, what do they need? No, I mean, morale in the jail is one of your key ways of keeping them from doing bad stuff, is if you keep the inmates happier, then, you know, they're, they're going to be easier to manage and cheaper to manage, and, you know, all of that is uh, all of the good. I had a, just a question about the Pareto Key multi-use path, um, because we just drove down that way a couple times recently, so I got a chance to see. Construction is underway already on several portions of it. Mm-hmm. Um 
there's existing sidewalk that's narrower than the path and not really as conducive to multi-use path kind of functions. And then there's whole sections where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen there because they haven't, like in front of the Visitor Welcome Center, and then also through the state park. So is it going to be a multi-use path the whole stretch to the state line, or is it going to be kind of a bit here and a bit there and a mixture of old and new and maybe not at all? No, it should be multi-use path the whole the whole route. Even through the state park? The whole route will be multi-use. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> great. I mean, that's just, that's yeah. very cool. I like that. Um, the two last things I wanted to ask you about, uh, number one, is uh, the legal defense request from Jonathan Owens over the issue with the text messages and all that. Uh, that's going to be on the schedule on Tuesday. You guys, are, the, the board is going to talk about that. Is that right? Yeah, it'll be on the county attorney's agenda. Very good. Um, I lied. I said two. It's actually three. Uh, Baptist Hospital. Um, D.C. Reeves has not asked for the county to take over the project, but he did express he'd be open to that if the county did want to take it and the liability for potential surplus costs above $16.5 million. Uh, are you guys interested in taking over the project, or would you rather work on it as a partner in funding? Uh, we'd rather work it on as a partner in funding. I, and I, again, it's not my decision, but I personally, I have no interest in taking over the whole project. I know I spoke to D.C. a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's putting together uh, like a pledge, if you will, you know, trying to trying to uh, get a pledge for, for the funding to demo mm-hmm. some of the buildings over there. And, uh, you know, I think there's, you know, be the, discuss, the discussion with the board and how they would want to move. But as far as I know, there's no appetite for the county to take over the whole project. Okay, and that's kind of what I figured too, but, you know, I, it had come up and I thought I'd ask you about it. Last thing now for real for promises, uh, wheelchair ramp program. You, your uh, public information office put out a good article about this on the news site, and I didn't even know this was available. I'm sure a lot of other people didn't know this is available. People can have, if they're qualified, they can get free wheelchair ramps provided by the county through other funding. Is that right? Yeah, it's funded through the state housing initiative program, and they're in our neighborhood services, Garrett, Griffin, and uh, Claire Long, Tim Evans, and company. They this is a program that they administer, and if you meet the criteria, the eligibility, uh, we'll come in and assist you uh, in putting a, putting a wheelchair ramp in. And it's a good program; it helps you know, it helps a lot of people. And uh, we've done two recently: one in District Three, one in District Four. And uh, it's just a good program; it makes it makes a huge difference, huge impact to, to those who are the recipients of, of, the, of the money. No, I think it's wonderful. I mean, you know, and it's ship funding, so it's you know, it's not county tax money or anything like that. So uh, it's just it's neat. I didn't know about it, and I wanted to share it. I always like to have some good news, including the uh, as you and I talked about last week, the massive amount of grant funding that was recognized over the course of the last year, and especially the last meeting, and the over hundred million dollars worth of projects that was on that big list of all the things that you guys were talking about having done in twenty twenty three. Wes Reiner, Scambia County Administrator, always a very busy guy, getting a lot done and working hard to solve the problems that haven't yet been solved. I appreciate the time and the work that you've done, Wes. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. We'll see you now.